Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of Prosperity by the Pine. I'm your host, Bryce Carter. I am a self-proclaimed millennial money expert. I've earned the marks of the CFP, which is Certified Financial Planner. I'm a chartered financial consultant and certified investment management analyst. So that's all to make you believe that I am credible. But this is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. Except, I already fibbed to you, this week we are not having a cold beer because I picked out what I thought was going to be a lovely, delicious IPA uh, for this podcast today, and then I dropped it in the in the, uh, in the the kitchen about two minutes ago. So, uh, no beer this week. But what we have is something almost as good, maybe better, I don't know, is a little bit of bourbon. So this is Meister's Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskey which is uh i do like bourbon too so this works well um so if you're a craft beer lover give give bourbon a try sometime maybe i don't know that is lovely so here's the trick if you if you don't like whiskey because you think it's too harsh or burns too much or whatever breathe out when you take the first sip it just kind of helps get that fire off your tongue and you can actually taste the whiskey then Taste of vanilla, the caramel, and the oak, and all the all the flavors that are in there. Anyways, this is the episode I want to talk about brokerage accounts and the different platforms that are available to you when you're going to open up a brokerage account. So, in previous episodes, I've mentioned things along the lines of having a brokerage account or investing in a brokerage account for your investing one on one stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, things like that. But I haven't really spent any time talking about what a brokerage account is. So to explain, um, a brokerage account is an investment account that you can open up that allows you access to, to buy and sell stocks and bonds and mutual funds and ETFs. The closest comparison I kind of want to give is maybe your 401k. If you have a 401k or other type of retirement account, you're going to be contributing to that from your paycheck and you have to pick what fund you want available to you. Now they give you a menu typically, and let's just say that menu has 30 investment options in it, which is pretty generous. Most don't have that many. So there's 30 investment options in that 401k and you get to pick and choose from them. And yes, you can trade them. They're not really set up to be traded all the time or anything like that, but you can buy out of one, uh, buy into one, sell out of another, and so forth. Now, a brokerage account gives you access to, instead of a limited menu, a full menu of investment options, which means typically in a 401k, you can only buy the mutual funds or uh, collective investment trusts or ETFs that are available in that investment menu. In a brokerage account, you can buy individual stocks, you can buy individual bonds, and you can buy just, depending on the platform, just about any mutual fund or ETF you could think of or research, you can probably buy it. Real quick, I'm going to take a little bourbon break here. Yeah, that is lovely. So this is a, um, I did a whiskey tasting a couple weeks ago, and this this came in, I think, third place, so I went and picked up a bottle. So that's that's where I found this at. Anyways. Through the brokerage account, you can buy just about anything that you would want to buy. Now, 
examples of brokerage accounts are uh, Charles Schwab, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, Vanguard, and more recently, which spurred the conversation or the thought of me giving this episode, was Robinhood. I get asked by a lot of people about Robinhood, so I'll get into that in a minute and explaining what's going on there. But when you open these brokerage accounts, you you fund them. You usually, um, in, in a brokerage account, I should say, you can do what's called, or you can do a Roth IRA, which we've talked about. You can do a traditional IRA. You can do what's called a non-qualified investment account. And that's what most people think of when they think of a brokerage account. So a non-qualified investment account is simply, if you take money out of your bank account, out of your, let's say your savings account, that's money that you've already paid tax on, and you put it into a brokerage account and you decide to start buying stocks and bonds and mutual funds and things, then that would be like a non-qualified investment account, either in your name or joint with your spouse. Now, when you do that, you've already paid the tax on it, so you can pull your own money out with no issues, but you will have to pay tax on your gain. So the way that works is, let's say you buy a an ETF for $1,000, an exchange traded fund for $1,000, and you sell it for $1,200, you have a $200 gain. Now, depending on your tax bracket, depending on how long you owned it, you have to pay what's called capital gains tax on that. So first, I have to say there's worse things out there, despite what I might have told you in episode, I think it was nine, taxes suck. There's worse things out there than paying tax on an investment because guess what? It means you made money. That's okay, right? It's all right to make money. That's what we're about on Prosperity by the Pine. But the the thing being with the non-qualified account is, yes, you have to pay tax on the gain. When you buy and sell things in your 401k, you don't have to pay any tax. But when you pull it out to spend it, you have to pay tax on all of it, all of it. The nice part about the brokerage account, you're only paying tax on your gain and there's no limit to how much money you can put in there. So if despite my spewing of financial advice here, you play the lottery and you won, you happen to win, a brokerage account might be an option for you. But guess what? That's okay. You're going to pay tax on the gains when you buy and sell things in there, but there's no limit on how much you can put into it. That's the point of the of, of the brokerage account is there's no limit or restrictions. You can also use that money whenever you need it. So uh, if you open an investment brokerage account and it's non-qualified and you need that money, pull it out. And your 401k, you better be 59 and a half. You better take a loan um, or else you're going to have penalties. Same kind of thing with an IRA. So that's how it it's tax. How it works is relatively simple. It might take a little bit of learning. You might have to watch some videos with whichever platform you get on, but you basically have an investment menu that's nearly unlimited there that you can buy stocks and bonds and mutual funds and ETFs. Now, if all of this is starting to become a little bit overwhelming, you need a financial advisor. It's just that simple. Either keep reading, keep listening and keep trying to educate yourself, but you might need, just need an advisor. I mean, let's, um, let's face it. It can, investing can be pretty complicated. There's a lot of factors to weigh in, right? So it works pretty simply once once you kind of you know grasp it. Now, what to buy? That's a longer conversation. Hence, why we did the investing one on one episodes. If you're still confused, again, you might need an advisor. But where to open it is maybe a little bit of another conversation. So I mentioned some of the biggest ones, which is. Schwab, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and Vanguard. And I'll get to Robinhood in a minute. 
So Fidelity Schwab, Vanguard, and uh, TD Ameritrade are all brokerages, brokers, but they're also custodians, which custodian means just they have custody of your assets. Vanguard, Schwab, and Fidelity each have mutual funds or ETFs that they release too. So they're also a product manufacturer. TD Ameritrade does not have its own products other than a money market fund. So when you log into any one of these platforms, you're going to get a a menu of a ridiculous amount of investment options that you can choose from. Now, what you're going to probably want if you're going out on this on your own is you're going to want resources to help guide you. All of those are full service brokerages where they have trading desks, they have uh, in Vanguard's sake, in Schwab's sake, in Fidelity's sake, they have financial advisors um, that, that you can talk to. Now, I don't recommend robo-advisor type of platforms where you never meet the person, but you know that, that might be just a little bit of guidance that you need. But they have additional resources. You can get real live quotes from them. You can get Morningstar uh, research on the mu- different mutual funds. They have earnings information on all the different on different stocks. Uh, they become with a full package suite of resources. There is websites out there that rank and compare each one of these platforms uh, on their price, their customer service, they even test their wait times. Um, and depending on what you're looking for, you might feel that TD Ameritrade is the best option for you. I'm not, I'm not basically endorsing any single one of these. I'm just telling you there's a lot of options. Now, Robinhood is a little bit of a different scenario. Now, I get I get questions about this from some of my younger listeners, which I'm glad I'm getting these questions. Robinhood is a brokerage as well, and they're a broker custodian, uh, and they offer no tra- no trade fees. So you, you're no trade fees on stocks and bonds and mutual funds, ETFs, etc. So these no trades, they got to make money somehow. Um, and they're essentially, for lack of a better term, they're paid by stock exchanges to send orders there. So that's how they're making their money. But what Robinhood has done differently than these other platforms is they've created a very simple streamlined app and website to make it easy for brand new beginner investors to get in there and invest into something simple and easy uh, and not have to pay what they think is no fees for it. You can do the exact same things through Schwab or Fidelity or TD that you can through Robinhood. Just the app and the website might not look as clean and as simple because Robinhood is focused on the very simple investor, the one that doesn't maybe need the the same level of research and support, etc. So is Robinhood a useful tool? Yes, I think so Um, because it makes it super simple and it's a sleek website, but you're not really getting a whole lot better uh, resources than you would be from like a Schwab Fidelity or TD Ameritrade. So I think that's something to probably consider is I just want it super duper simple. I want it to be sleek and on my iPhone and be as easy to use as Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Then Robinhood is a great, great resource. But as you start to elevate your investing experience, you want more resources and tools you might want to be considering another another option. And again, if all this is overwhelming, probably just hire a financial advisor and you know get it done that way because they're going to know the system a lot better than you. See my episode on what you should look for in a financial advisor. So, anyways, it's all it's all one system really. This investing system. It's just choosing what platform you want to work on. 
they all have a little bit different price structure. There's nobody that's vastly cheaper or better than anybody else when it comes to the pricing structure. But there are, however, better resources as far as what you're getting as a web platform, um, what you are paying on trade fees. Yes, there can be differences, but I don't think they're vast enough to for most beginning investors to really notice much of a difference. So these are all things to keep in mind. And I think as you're going along through this process, you, you should try and envision where you're going to be a year from now or two years from now or five years from now and what you're going to need then because that will help you avoid having to maybe start with a Robinhood and then transfer your accounts to Fidelity three years later because you know Robinhood didn't have as short a hold times or you know you needed additional research. So those are all things to think about. I did want to say that I think the non-qualified brokerage account is probably one of the most underutilized investment tools out there. And here's why. There's no restrictions on how you can use the money. So if I was saving right now for a vacation home 10 years from now, and I was putting money into my Roth IRA, my gains are going to be restricted to withdrawal or my 401k. I can put as much money as I want into a brokerage account withdraw it without any penalties and only have to pay tax on the gain. And if I've held it for long enough, I can pay at capital gains rates, which are lower than normal taxes. So I think it's a very, very valuable tool uh, for a lot of investors. And many people haven't really thought about or know that much about it. So again, that's, that's some things to think about when it comes to brokerage accounts and platforms. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Facebook, where you where you listen to us, we're there. You guys have a great day and cheers.